nice to see so many here. Welcome, everybody. Really nice to see you. I'm Keith, and uh, I've been asked to speak in 12 minutes about harvest. Um, it reminded me of the story of the little boy that went to church with his father, and he hadn't been before, and as the choir stood up to sing, the little boy said, well, what does that mean? It means, oh, well, they're going to sing praises to God. And then later in the service, all the people kneeled down. Well, what does that mean? What, what are they doing now? And he said, well, all the people are praying to God. And then later on, the man gets up and starts reading from the scripture. And said, why is he doing that? What, what's that? what does that mean? And he said, well, the man is explaining God's word. And then the preacher got up. And the preacher took off his wristwatch and laid it on the platform, you know, on his dais. And uh, the little boy said, what does that mean? And the father said, doesn't mean a thing. <laughs> 12 minutes, you'll be very lucky if it's finished in 12 minutes, just to warn you. Okay. Today we're thinking about harvest. We're thinking about God's goodness to us in supplying the earth, the sun, the moon, the rain, the sun so that plants can grow. We thank God for that. We thank God for the farmers who produce the food from the plants that grow, from the animals that they breed. So we're thanking God for harvest. We're thanking God for farmers too. So I thought we'd do it in two parts. And the first part, I thought, if we could have the first slide, is to answer the question, how big is the harvest? And my beautiful assistant this morning has given out some bags for six volunteers to unveil the six largest groups of food that we produce in this country. So if, who has got bag number one? Could you come this way, please? Have you worked out what it is? Yeah. What is it? It's milk. It's milk. You're right. So if you could have the next slide, please. There's the size of the milk harvest, 13.8 million. Thank you. 13.8 metric tons. Thank you. Number two, please. Have you guessed what it is? Have you guessed what it is? Go on then, what do you think it is? Uh, I think it might be mangoes. It's not mangoes. Let's find out what it is, shall we? <laughs> what is that? It's a loaf of homemade bread. My beautiful assistant made this for me. So there they are. So wheat is the second biggest harvest, 13.6 metric tons. Thank you very much, young man. Number three, please. Feels like it's a bit of a game, doesn't it? Unwrap the bread. Ooh. Number three, thank you very much. Have you guessed what it is? We think it's sugar. I think you're right. Well done. So sugar is the third biggest food produ production in this country. 
But don't eat too much of it, everybody. It's not a lot of good always for you. There we are. Number three, sugar. 7.3 metric tons. Number four, please. Just a haste. There's only six of these. Only six. Hello. Have you guessed what it is? What do you think it is? Potatoes. You're, you are right. Well done. Do you like potatoes? Some of these from our allotment. The large one is not, but there we are. Okay. Number five, please. Oh, it's when you're queuing up in the bank, isn't it? Where they say, number five, please, isn't it? Hello. Hi. Is this your first time here today? Yes. Exciting, and you're up on the stage already. Well done. And what do you think this is? I honestly have no idea. You have no idea? Did Mum and Dad have any idea? My dad said peas, but that's it. He said what? Peas. No. Would you like to open it for us? This was the most difficult one to do, to be honest. Shall we see what's inside? Yeah. Oh, it's great. <laughs> Jill's homemade beef burgers. <laughs> it's meat. <laughs> Thank you. Sorry about that. Well done. Well done. Thank you. <laughs> so meat. All types. 3.4 metric tons. Okay, what do you think is number six? Anybody got any ideas? Number six. Don't open it yet. Don't open it. Don't, you mustn't tell us what it is. What do you think number six is? Didn't hear. No, not cheese. We don't use farmers for this, we use fishermen. That might be a clue. What do you think it was? Fish. Fish. Well done. Fish fingers. Well done. Very nice. Fish fingers. Just to say thank you. The beef burger. The beef burgers aren't available for consumption afterwards. Okay. Let's just thank God. I mean, this is amazing, isn't it? Every year, this is the sort of consumption of food the farmers and fishermen provide for us out of God's good provision for them. Lord God, we thank you for the harvest year by year. We thank you that we have enough food in this country to eat. We thank you for the farmers that provide it. We thank you for people that distribute it around to the shop so that we can buy it. Lord, we thank you that you are so generous that you give so readily to us. And Father, we pray you would give us giving hearts too. Lord, as we give things today to the work of the food bank and the work of the night shelter. Father, helping people with gifts to them. So Lord, make us generous just as you are so generous to us. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Now you thought you might be getting away with that. But there's more.
Because not only are we going to think about the greatness of God's harvest, the size of it, we're going to think about a story in Scripture about an amazing harvest. Okay? So I've got a few illustrations for this to help you. So that's, this story began early one morning. Seven o'clock is pretty early, is it early? Perhaps people are still asleep. I was awake before that this morning. But this happened early one morning on the Sea of Galilee in Israel. And we're going to look at this particular man. Next picture, please. This is the picture of a tired man. He wasn't on the Sea of Galilee at 7 o'clock in the morning, but he represents a tired man. And the man we're going to think about is a man called Simon, because he was tired. He'd been fishing all night, and it's quite hard work fishing. Nets out, nets in, and at the end of the day, he'd caught absolutely nothing. So a bit, bit down in the dumps. Nothing to eat, nothing to sell. And he was washing his nets, because whether you fill the, the nets with fish or they're empty, you've still got to wash them. So he was washing his nets, and he was a bit fed up. So next picture. Just to say, he didn't go to Specsavers, but with glasses you see and Simon saw something. He was washing the nets, and he turns around, and he sees Jesus coming along with a crowd of people. Now, he'd heard about Jesus from his brother. Now, this is an adult question. What was the name of Simon's brother? Very good. Oh, well done, well done. So Andrew had told Simon about Jesus, and he really thought that Jesus possibly was God's promised Messiah. He was fascinated by him. And so when Peter, washing his nets, see Peter coming, he thinks, this could be interesting. And then Peter, uh, Simon, actually gets into his boat. And, next screen please, he decides to listen to what Jesus has to say. The first thing Jesus says, he says three things. First thing he says is, pull your boat out a little bit so that I can get away from the, the edge of the beach, go out a little way so more people can hear me. So there he does it. That's the first thing Jesus said. And then Jesus begins to talk about the coming of the kingdom of God. And the people were quiet. And Peter was quiet. Simon was quiet. He was called Peter later. Simon was quiet. And there was just a sense of, who is this man? So anyway, third thing that Peter, uh, Simon says is, can you take, now he'd finished speaking, can you take your boat out a bit further, drop down the nets, and we'll catch some fish. So instead of listening, Peter speaks. Next slide, please. You're doing very well, Gary. Thank you very much. He begins to speak. And he's a fisherman. What job did Jesus do? Did you know? What was Jesus? Yes. He was a carpenter. So Peter says, look, I've been fishing. We don't know exactly that he said this. But he'd been fishing all night. He knows fishing. He says they don't fish 
once the daylight comes, they don't eat while the daylight comes up. You know, we're in real trouble here. Why? You're a carpenter. Why are you telling me to go out deep into the deeper water? But then he suddenly thought, I've just listened to this, this man. There's something about him. There's something really very different about this man. And so he says, Look, I'm the fisherman, but because you've said it, Jesus, I will take the boat out and we'll fish again. So Peter, I'm always saying that, Simon, and the rest of the crew throw the nets out. And who knows, does anyone know what happens next? Yes. Yeah, let's have a look at the picture. They catch so much fish, they drag it into their boat, but then they say, hey guys, you've got a boat, come and fill your boat too. There was so much fish, it was an amazing, miraculous harvest. Next picture, please. This is a bit of athletic movement here for me. And Peter is absolutely, Simon, sorry, is absolutely gobsmacked. And at my age, I'm a lot older than Peter, but Peter, Simon, <laughs> gets down on his knees before Jesus and he says, go away from me, Lord, I'm a sinful man. Why did he say that? He'd seen Jesus speak. He'd seen a miraculous catch of fish. He, I think, almost sensed something of the glory of God in this man. And he just felt dirty, so unworthy to be, to be in this, the same boat. And Peter, and then Jesus, next one, please. No, next one. Am I in the wrong order? I mean, go back, go back, wrong order, sorry. Go back. Back to the mouth. <laughs> so that's Peter, what Simon has said, I'm unworthy. And then Jesus, next one, sorry, Gary. Jesus speaks to him and says two things. Adults, what's the first thing that Jesus says? We all know what the second one is, I think. But what's the first thing that Jesus says? There's Peter at Jesus' feet, feeling completely unworthy, dirty almost, you know, not fit to be next to Jesus. And Jesus says, perhaps Simon was always a bit afraid. And Jesus says, don't be afraid. Isn't that fantastic? The almighty God, God's son, says to this man who's feeling unworthy, he says, don't be afraid. That's the first thing he said. Sorry, my 12 minutes have gone out the window, sorry. Um, what's the second thing? He says to Simon, he says, from now on, I want you to catch men. You're a great fisherman, but I want you to go out and tell people about me. I want you to catch men for me. Next picture. That's an interesting one, isn't it? Because that really gave Simon a choice. 
he could either choose to go back to his fishing or he could choose to walk with Jesus. And we know. It says that about his fishing, he left everything and instead he chose to walk with Jesus. He'd seen the glory of God in Jesus and he followed him. It says he left everything and followed him. So two questions this morning. Have you decided to follow Jesus? Have I decided to follow Jesus? Which is, we can say yes to that. But then the next question is, are we following Jesus? Am I following Jesus? Day by day, it varies, doesn't it? Some days we walk away from him. Some days we walk with him. Let's pray in this coming week we might walk with him. Father, we just thank you for this amazing story, this incident in Simon's life where he saw your glory through what you said and what you did. And Lord, as we listen to your words and we see what you've done for us, Father, we just pray that we might follow you more closely. We bless you and we thank you for Jesus in his name. Amen.